Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, we only have the rental I got for one month. You got to promise that you're going to be able to find us an apartment because I had to pay for this apartment. So far, I've been the one financially supporting everything and working. And it's your turn to take on that responsibility so I can stay at home and take care of the kids, because... Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Everyone's Business But Mine. I'm sorry, I've tried to record this <laughs> intro so many times and I keep laughing and I'm just going to keep this now because I just got to keep going. If you guys are part of some of the Facebook groups that I belong in, there's been a lot of drama that happened this morning with a story um, that went viral, a tweet that went viral. So <clears throat> if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, if you've ever been in a Facebook group with me, I you can DM me and ask me what happened. It is a mess, y'all. But speaking of messes, let's get into 90 Day Fiance. Now, I wanted to um, make an announcement, I guess, about 90 Day. And I've made the choice because there's so many iterations of the show happening. I mean, there are only two right now, but it just feels very overwhelming. I made the choice to only talk about 90 Day the other way. I'm not going to talk about... Which one is it? Happily... I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know the name of the other one. But I made this decision for a couple of reasons. One, it's an hour long show, which is a lot easier for me to, um, <clears throat> recap both in notes and in like talking about it because when it takes, when it, it's an hour long show for some reason, like I can recap it or I can take notes and it'll take me like an hour and a half, which is good. But if it's a two hour show, sometimes it'll take me like four or five hours to write now notes. And that's like, that's too much dedication. <laughs> that's too much time being dedicated to these people. And my other reasoning is I actually think 90 Day the Other Way is the better show. I, I have hopes that it's going to be more dramatic. I have hopes that it's going to be more compelling. And yeah, that's my truth. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So let's get into 
episode two. Um, actually, it's episode three. Episodes one and two I recapped last week with Jody from the Reality TV podcast. So if you want to listen to that, that's available. Um, and yeah, so now that we're into episode three, it opens on a an empty apartment building, um, apartment complex, like playground area. Nobody's in it. We're in South Korea. And the camera flips flips back to Devin. She says that 60% of the country should be impacted. South Korea is completely on lockdown. The kids are going so crazy. We see um, Taeyong, her son with Jihoon, and her daughter Drusilla, who is like, you know, the way I feel about little um, Truly from from uh, uh, Sister Wives is similar to how I feel about Drusilla. This pandemic, even though they've been locked up in the house, it does not seem to have motivated um, Devin to wash Drusilla's extremely greasy hair, but I digress. I mean, I'm not going to digress. I've truly never seen hair that greasy on a child. Like, I didn't know it was possible. Clearly, that has to be from some sort of, like, you know, like... I don't, I don't want to say negligence, but avoidance of washing her hair. Um, I mean, she honestly looked like one of those ducks in the soap commercial where they like got them from an oil slick and they're like washing them down with a toothbrush. Like anyway, um, then the screen flashes to seven months earlier. We see Jihoon. He's walking into a, um, walking in to get his haircut and he's got his little chicken finger looking dog in a saddle bag next to him. Um, he tells us that Devin came to live in Korea, but she quickly left, which broke Jihoon's faults or heart. So basically what happened is Devin came last season to Korea. Um, they, you know, she was supposed to live there. She was going to move there. They were going to raise their baby, their son, Young, together. And all the promises that Jihoon made, meaning I was going to have an apartment. I have a job. I have everything prepared for you and the baby and Drusilla. Um, everything was taken care of. The minute that Devin gets into the car, Jihoon tells her that, in fact, he is not having an apartment set up for her. Um, they're going to be having to live with her his parents and all the dreams that she had have been squandered. So Devin took her happy little ass back to Utah. And I don't blame her because not only is like, you don't want you, I mean, if you have a husband, you want to trust the fact that he has everything together. All the promises that he made to you, um, are real, especially when it comes to finances. Like that is a huge thing to just like repeatedly lie about. Right. But on top of that, we found out in the tell all from season one that, um, Jihoon's parents, well, his mom really didn't really approve of Devin, didn't approve of the fact that she was not Korean. She accepted Devin into her family, but she really would have preferred that Jihoon married a Korean woman that the cultural differences were just too great. She didn't really like or trust Devin. So yeah, Devin went back to Salt Lake City and he is heartbroken. But you know what? This is a heartbreak of his own making. So I can't really feel that bad for him. As he's getting his haircut, um, 
the hairstylist says, you need to, like, he clocks the fuck out of him. He's like, you need to learn a skill. And I can tell that you're stubborn because I'm a fortune teller and a face, face reader. And I know I can tell that you don't like to do hard work and that it's going to be hard for you to find a job. So Jane says, well, what should I do for a living? And the hairstylist goes in on him again. He's like, you know what? You have small ears and people with small ears are very stubborn and that they pretend like they're listening and they don't. <laughs> and Jihoon's like, you know what? You're right. I came in here for a haircut and I got a life lesson. And so De then we get Devin. She's back in Utah, you know, trying to get Drusilla from like climbing up the walls and screaming. And she basically says, you know, like I expected him to live up to his promises. I am the one who is uh, financially contributing to this marriage and this relationship. I'm paying for the children. I am, um, she's planning on going back to South Korea because he promised her once again that he is going to, uh, get an apartment, that he has a job, this, that, and the other. And she says, uh, that she, he told her that he would have an apartment the, the second month they moved. So she got, she rented an apartment for the first month. And then after that, they're supposed to move into their place. That was the, the promise that he made to her, blah, blah, blah. So she's upset. She's like, you know what? I'm the one who had to pay for this apartment. It's 2000 a month. And so she goes on, um, FaceTime with him. Oh, <laughs> I really shouldn't forget this part. So, <laughs> so first of all, her mother is going to be going with her, um, to South and keep wanting to say South Carolina, South Korea. And she's going to help her get settled, be there for a few weeks, check out Jihoon, meet his parents you know, really make sure that everything is okay. And her mom's like, you know what, you need to, um, you know, get your shit together. This man, Devin at this point is 23. Jihoon's 30. She's like, at this point, he should have uh, his own home. He should have plenty in the bank in savings. And he's basically like a fuckboy. He's a loser. And I don't know why you're sticking with him. And if I see anything foul happening... We're all going back to uh, Utah. So then uh, Devin is packing and she shows us a two blurred boxes of condoms that she says she got in extra snug because she wants to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant again. And the reason why she got pregnant with Taeyang she got pregnant by Jihoon the first time with Taeyang is because the condom slipped off because it was too big, which is very telling. So I'm just going to let you guys sit there and think about that. Okay. Let's move on. So the plan is for Devin to be a stay at home mom. She Facebook, Facebooks, FaceTimes uh, Jihoon and says, did, have you gotten a job yet? And he's like, yeah, I got a job. What did you do? What is your new job? Tile. How much money are you supposed to make? I don't know. 
How do you not know how much money you're going to make if you have a job? Uh, I think 3000 4000 a month. Is that going to work for us as a family of four? Because the apartment that I got was 2000 a month. So how are you going to pay for the rest of our lives when I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom? Didn't you say that you had another job? Oh, yeah. Doing a delivery. Yeah. So how much does that make? Three, four thousand a month. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so you're going to be making about six or seven thousand a month. Do you think that's enough for us? Yeah, everything's fine. I promise you everything will be okay. This, that, and the third. So it's not even like he's not making uh, eye contact with her. Totally bored. He's, she's offering, like, didn't you say that you also have another job as a delivery driver, driver? Oh yeah. Like this, like clearly if he has his shit together and they've been through this before, they've been around the merry-go-round before, wouldn't you say, (laughs) yeah, I just got this new job. I'm making this amount of money. And then also I still have my old job. So now I have two jobs. I should be making about this. Things might be tight, but I think it can work. Trust me. This wouldn't be like her having to ask you if you got a job, what your job was, how much money it is. Why do you not know how much money you're making? Oh, don't you have another job? How much money does that make? Like she shouldn't have to be doing like the math for her, for him. Clearly this man is lying. Why she is continuing to go back to South Korea when she does not have concrete proof and evidence that they're not going back to his mom's house after that month that she paid for in the apartment is beyond me. But she's a woman of 23. She's tired. She's taking care of one baby and one Demogorgon. And you know what? She can't do it all. Let's move on to... I mean, there was just like a very short clip of Kenny, um, of Kenny and Armando, my, um, you know, my, my new Kings. I I truly, truly love them and think I wish the best for them. They're the gay couple of the season. Um, Kenny is going to be moving to Mexico to live with Armando. So he has just an early Thanksgiving dinner with his family because he'll be gone over the actual Thanksgiving and his first bomb that he's dropping is that Armando Kenny's 57. He looks great. He looks frankly better than his own children. Um, they were under the impression that Armando was in his mid to late thirties. So he tells them, he reveals that Armando, Armando is actually 31, the same age as his son's wife. that's that's red flag number one um then he tells them that he also plans on proposing to Armando and it's not that they're disapproving of Armando they really care about their father and so they are like well how long have you known Armando he says three years and they're like, well, you haven't, it's not like you've spent months and months of quality time with this guy. Like, I'm just concerned that you might be rushing into things. And on top of that, like, we know that Armando has not really come out to his parents again in a real concrete way 
and they don't know that you guys are together. And so, you know, they're just asking all the right questions. Like, is this going to be enough for you? Is this, is this really going to work out with Armando? Like what happens if his family gets mad again? Like how, how are you going to be enough for him? Is he going to make the choice? Like if things don't work out, like, is he going to choose you over his entire family? You just don't know. So, you know, all fair questions, but that was the end of their scene. Um, then I'm going to go to Ariella and Binion slash baby. Um, his real name is Binion. She calls him baby. So she's also doing the last family dinner before she goes off to Ethiopia. She's got two siblings, a brother and a sister. And they ask about, uh, Binion's previous marriage and relationship. So as Jody told us last episode, Binion had an American wife. Um, and there was like a lot of drama that went around that and the baby and the baby not being healthy. Um, so the kid is now two and a half. So Ariella admits that there are a lot, are a lot of similarities between herself and his first wife. One being that they, both the women got pregnant pretty early into the relationship. Um, but she says she doesn't know why they broke up. And they're also not on speaking terms. All she knows is that the first wife is back in America and he has not seen his son since they left. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. 
There's also the issue of their religious differences, being that Ariella is Jewish and Binion is an Ethiopian Orthodox Christian. And she has no intention of raising this baby in the Christian faith. The baby is going to be Jewish. That is her choice. She's not going to do anything differently. And if Binion has a problem with it, that's his problem. So we have the great like combination of people that don't really know each other. A man with a bad track record. A very privileged woman moving to... A country that is not at all like America. <laughs> and the fact that they have not spoken about their religious differences, but she plans on, you know, doing whatever she feels like, any regardless of how he, he feels and his opinion. And yeah, just all the, all the makings of a great, long-lasting, sustainable relationship. Can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, let's go to Samantha and Jenny. Um, he is with his brother. They are help. His brother's helping him move into Smith and Jenny's new, uh, home. It's an older home. It's, you know, it needs a little bit of love, but it's cheap. It's big. It was an affordable option. Um, and it's also two hours away from where, um, Smith lives from his hometown. So they have, he and his brother have like a pretty honest and open conversation about um, their parents, their family, their traditions, their culture, how Jenny is going to fit into all of that. And I thought it was really compelling. Um, So his brother asked like, do you, do your parents like, do our parents approve of this? And, and he's like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, she, you know, they were supportive, blah, blah, blah. And his brother says, like, in an interview with the production, he's like, it's not even that she's older. It's like, they would have, they would be fine if she was five years older, even 10 years older. But the fact that he is half her age and also older than my mom is really the biggest issue. Um, He has another issue with their culture and their traditions being that Sumit is the oldest son. He has, um, you know, traditionally the oldest son is supposed to be taking care of the parents, both I assume financially, but also like as they get into their old age, he's supposed to be helping them potentially having them move in with him, you know, like really caring for them. Um, and he's like, I don't understand how you can do that. A, given the distance, and B, given the fact that, like, and everybody keeps saying this is submit, like, okay, 10 years from now, who knows what Jenny's gonna be like in terms of, like, her ability to care for herself, and she'll be in her 70s, and how can you be expected to take care of your parents when you've got a wife who's the same age who might need just as much help as they do? All very fair points to make. And Samit makes another great point of, you know what? Like, I'm marrying for love. They forced me into this first marriage. I didn't want to do it. You, brother, said that you were going to stand up for me. And did you? And he was like, no. (laughs) He said, you supported me to my face. But when it came down to supporting me and to our parents, you weren't there to do that. 
And so I've been living this miserable life, being married to somebody that I didn't want to be married to, and nobody was there to help me or support me. So basically, like, I deserve to live my happy life doing what I want, marrying the person I love. Like, I'm sorry. You, you know, like, basically, like, look where our, our all of our traditions have gotten me. Now I'm miserable. I'm trying to divorce this woman and I just want to be happy and marry the woman I love. Um, then we get to Jenny. She is, she has another daughter named Dominique. I think we were made to believe that Christina and Jen, who we saw on season one, were the ones that Jenny was living with. But then we see her get off the couch and like, we see Dominique and then we see Christina and Jen like knock on the door to get into this apartment so obviously it wasn't theirs I just want to say that like Christina and Jen are like couple goals I love them I think that they've really got their head on straight I feel badly for them that their Christina's mom is so like goofy <laughs> and like so uh <sighs> like stars in her eyes and so in love and and delusional frankly about the state I mean I I hope not I hope that they this time around she really does get her happy ending um but there are also a lot of red flags those red flags being that he has not shown her the divorce papers he does not um you know the divorce is still in process given his culture what if he goes back on this? What if he's not telling you the truth? You know, all of those things need to be taken into consideration. And so, yeah, Jenny's excuse for why she's not seen the divorce papers because there was a, in some Indian holiday and there have been a holdup on getting the process. They're like side-eyeing the hell out of the situation, but... Like I said, Jenny is completely convinced that everything's going to work out. I'll be married for sure. Everything's going to be great. And, you know, we're going to live happily ever after. I, I feel really bad for Jenny because on the one hand, she's like completely delusional. But on the other hand, it's like there's an obvious reason why she's delusional. She's clearly very lonely. She's clearly like kind of like Yolanda. But better slash worse in that like Yolanda was clearly like trying to con us to get a a spinoff show but like Jenny genuinely believes like she really wants to have her happy ending with Sumit and I just don't think it's gonna happen I don't know <sighs> I just have a feeling that he's gonna lie to her again I I I just feel like we're not being told the whole truth um, so let's get to our last couple. Is that our last couple? Yeah. Um, Brittany and Yazan. So we see Yazan. He is going to pick up Brittany and he's really excited, but mostly he's kind of nervous because when he picked her up the first time she came to visit Jordan, she was wearing clothes that were much more fitting for, you know, South Florida. And not so much an Arab Muslim country. <laughs> he said that she was wearing shorts. That she had a low low cut shirt on. And 
that it was just really inappropriate to the point where he could hear people whispering in the airport how she was not the right woman for him. So then he goes to the family fish market where he works and he's talking to his brother before he goes to the airport saying like, okay, like, you know, just trying to tie up loose ends for the day. He's like, you know, brother, I need you to, uh, you know, do these things for me because, you know, I, I'm just like really busy and I have to go pick up Brittany. His brother is not having it. He does not approve of their relationship. He really wants to talk him out of it and is trying to talk him out of it. <clears throat> and his brother says, you know, our family would really prefer that you had married an Arab Muslim woman. But Yasin even goes further by saying that they actually would more prefer if he married a relative because that's like basically like all the married couples in his family are relatives. Now I just have just a small question of like, how distant are these relatives? Because as Americans, we are all taught and even like, you know, the UK to a certain degree with all the royalty is that like, you know, people that are inbred look kind of, funny <laughs> there's a there's a look to them and I'm just curious because Yasin and his brother were very good looking so I just need to know like how distant are these relations because from the stereotypes that I've heard about inbred people this seems like a very physically different situation not that it convinced me that this was a good idea I just I just would like to know like, how far are, there, are these branches that are getting married? That's just my question. I'm just thinking, okay? I'm just reflecting, and I'm thinking. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Um, so Yasin basically lies to his brother and says that Brittany actually is like excited and wants to convert to Islam, which we know is not true because we saw in the last episode that when he mentioned it, she was like, um, let's talk about something else. Like your beard looks really cute. <laughs> and then she says like, she has no intentions of being Muslim at all. And I don't know if maybe she's, like, tried to convince him otherwise, but we all heard what she said. So, I don't, I don't know, you 
you guys. Um, so then we see, oh, then he says basically that like, I, he's basically like just more concerns about Brittany and her behavior, which is fair because he says that if she embarrasses his family at all, there's a very good chance that he, he will be completely disowned by them. And then what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Why is he not moving to America? Where he can like, he can still be Muslim. There are plenty of Muslim people in Florida, right? Like he can still practice his religion, but like, I just, I can't imagine why a girl like Brittany would have ever thought it was a good idea to move to Jordan. But then we're also considering that this woman has several sugar daddies who are attracted to her because she still wears braces, which is truly horrific. And how is she going to get her braces off in Jordan? Like, has she, like, do they have a Kaiser Permanente in, in Jordan? How is she going to transfer? Like, she didn't even think about how she was going to get her orthodontia done. See, this, this is a dizzy bitch. Anyway, we get to, um, to Brittany, who's packing up and she's getting ready to go to the airport to fly to Jordan. She is chugging that cupcake Pinot Grigio. And I usually make jokes about it always being cupcake wine. But the reason was because I saw the label and it was blurred out, blurred out and it literally was actual cupcake wine. Cupcake wine, I don't want to be shady. Like I had some cupcake the other day and it gave me everything. But you know what it also did? It made me like pop off on people on the internet. <laughs> something that usually doesn't happen. So I just feel like there's something in the cupcake wine that makes people feel some type of way. It's happened to me. So I have no problem saying that it happens to other people. Anyway, she's not only like drinking a healthy pour out of the glass, she's actually chugging out of the bottle before she goes to the airport. She's stuffing one of her mannequin heads in her luggage so she her wigs have a, a proper home in Jordan, a proper place to lay, lay that lace front. Just seems to be a main priority for her. Um... Her dad is riding with her. They took like a lift or something. So he's riding with her to the airport and she is telling her dad that she's concerned that her parents, his parents, Yasin's parents want to rush them into getting married. And he's like, well, this wouldn't be as much of an issue if you weren't already married and had only just started the um, divorce proceedings because you forgot that you were married. Forgot that you, I mean, it, she forgot she was married. I just don't know how that's possible. So, you know, more cupcake wine, please. So then, you know, he's trying to give her advice. Her father is trying to give her advice about what to do. And she's like, well, how do I even broach this issue of like me not getting divorced officially for like another six to 10 months? And he was like, well, honestly, I think before you tell everybody in the family, you need to talk to Yasin first because he's the one that's in a relationship with you. And that's a decision that you guys or a conversation that you guys need to have as a couple. Totally fair. So then they get to the airport and she's weighing her luggage and it's two kilograms over 
which is the exact weight of the mannequin head. So she has to take the mannequin head out. She's very upset about it. And her dad's carrying this poor mannequin head <laughs> throughout the, throughout the, the airport. Um, her dad is smiling, but it's, he literally says like, I'm smiling, but I'm actually really not happy about this. And I'm just like, I'm not showing my true emotions right now. I'm actually really upset. This is my baby girl. I've been with her her whole life and I'm just very worried about the decisions that she's making, but he is beaming like you wouldn't believe. It made me very sad. And as he, as she goes off, he's like, you know, I just need you to be brave and to tell the truth. And that was the end of the episode, y'all. I genuinely believe that this is going to be a very good season. Like the first season of uh, The Other Way was incredible. And I think we're in for another quality, another quality season, season two. I'm excited, y'all. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. I'll catch you guys later in the week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you.